The one line that I was thinking of was when she goes through the pinata store, kills everybody using a shotgun in close quarters, which, if anybody has played Call of Duty, pretty fucking cowardly, cheap move. <laughs> Brunch! Hit it, boys! It's Monday, and people are dazzled. By what? I was dazzled this morning. This is an early brunch recording. We've done some early episodes, but yeah. we we usually... The way that usually goes is we say, hey, we'll do an early episode. Yeah, and can then you do we'll 7.15? Record- yeah. Can you do 7.45? And then at like 11. 11, we're like, so when works? I'm rolling over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what? This is in the ass crack of dawn. This is... It is 9.19 yes. as I look at the clock. Uh, I was dazzled this morning. On my way over here, I stopped... To grab some coffee. I see that we're both doing a little coffee. I got a little so, Green Mountain going on. So we've got the jolt that'll get you through your Monday here on The Blaze. WBRN. DJ and the douche. DJ and the boy. <laughs> here on WBOY the boy. Uh, speaking of which, I got called an old man on Twitter yesterday for the first oh, time in my life. Yeah. I got called a grandpa. Hell yeah. It's like, hey, stay off Twitter, Grandpa. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love when people... Uh, it, it, Twitter stinks, obviously. Twitter is the worst. Maybe my least favorite thing in the world. But I love when uh, people are like, oh, well, everyone knows that you're just blank and it's something you've never heard before. Yeah. Like, someone <laughs> has never told you b- that before. Like, uh, every now and then I'll get, like... Uh, Oh well, like this isn't the first time that like DJ's like gone against the Patriots or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, that reputation I have <laughs> of being an anti-Patriots person. I have no reputation of caring strongly about, about anything sports, sports yes, related. Yeah. There is no one has ever been like that oh, guy DJ's cares too much. Just <laughs> stewing over there, thinking about how he's gonna take down the Patriots now. Uh, so what were you dazzled by? I was dazzled by, I went to get my Joe, and I went to a Dunkin' Donuts that I uh, don't often go to. It's kind of near where I live, but I don't think I've ever been there. And it was, it was like renovated. It was just the most uh, modern, cool, polished Dunkin' Donuts I'd ever been in. It was like, I was in a Dunkin' Donuts from the future, and as I was looking around, just totally being dazzled... I realized, no, this was just like the first time I've been to a Dunkin' Donuts before 8.30, so it was relatively clean, and it looked like a different fucking place. Like, it j- just like enough people hadn't been in Dunkin' Donuts yet that it. morning to ruin it, and I realized that whole, uh, don't talk to me till I have my coffee thing is a thing that, that like, I like to mock. Yeah. But it's totally true because just go into a Dunkin' Donuts at any point during the day and it is the leavings behind of people who can't fucking handle their shit. Yeah. There's like spilled sugar packets all over. Who has ever spilled one of those packets? Like, before? how do you miss? Right. <laughs> how do you miss? There's just. Like gobs of sugar all over the floor, Just all over straws everywhere. Right, like <laughs> people don't. People haven't watched the straw tutorials. No one knows how to do anything, and 
that's just person after person after person who hasn't had their coffee before. So being in a Dunkin' Donuts that was like, I don't know, mopped within the last four hours was a... Unsettling? Yeah. it was a, No, it was an eye-opening experience. I was dazzled. I was distracted. I, uh, it was, it was a pretty crazy experience. So to those early birds out there, if you, you're getting up early, maybe you're walking your dog, maybe you're getting the kids ready for school. I like the idea that people are listening to this while getting the kids ready for school. Neglect those things. Head over to your local dunks and you'll find that it's a pretty different, it's a pretty, uh, different experience. Uh, so I'm a little tired because I went to bed at 4 a.m. last night. I did one of those too. Yeah, I'm 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 not operating on much sleep. I had to fucking uh, well, I had to is the the Canadians traded Max Pacioretty at 1 a.m. Yes, fucking idiots. That that boosted me another like two hours. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, are you ever going to sleep and you see whether it's like a bug or something that like kind of startles oh, yeah, you? Yeah. And you're speaking like, of which, I saw a mouse at the movie theater this week. We'll active? get to that later. Active mouse. Oh my goodness. We'll get to that. Are you okay? I'm I'm fine. I, I like handled it way better than I thought I would. You're very brave. I was just like, hey, this belongs to this guy as much as it does to me. Yeah, you've been. But he ha- lives here. I'm just visiting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been over. Did wait? Did people hear that, or was that cut, or was that lost? What? Uh the the mouse and rat etiquette. Uh, I don't know. Was it? No, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, active the lost rat? episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, is that? it callback humor if, uh, if, if no one ever it? got to hear it? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I just I got a little uh, extra kick too with the Pajaretti trade, and uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, you're you're doing what I do on that. By the way, I've seen your takes on the Pajaretti trade. You uh, you have a take that disagrees with a lot of people, and. Because it disagrees with a lot of people, you're going too far the other way. I don't it's think so. A I, if anything, I feel like I've walked it back a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I. I so how I, did you start, and where are you now? I originally started with LMFAO. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this team? Over the Pacioretty trade, always a that's that that's always a correct and which, fair take with uh, which, Bergevin, which like is as much a reaction to the fact that they actually traded Max Pacioretty yeah. as it is to the deal itself. Yeah. Like the deal itself, I think they did okay mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah, the position that they put themselves in. Mm-hmm. But they, they got they bungled the entire situation and lost all the leverage. So like it's not the package that you would want for Max Pacioretty. Yeah, the it's actually a pretty close uh, or similar package to what the Bruins got for Lucic, and obviously Pacioretty is better, better than player. Lucic. Yes. But uh, Lucic was younger. Uh, Lucic was cheaper. So, like, there there were things working in the favor of the Kings when they were getting Lucic. But, like, the Canadians at least got a good player whose contract isn't that bad, and they weren't going to sign Pacioretty. So, it wasn't terrible. What's that? Yeah. I I mean, I think that that deal hinges on Then flipping him. Whoa, yeah, yeah. On Suzuki and how he pans out because obviously he's he's you know he's pretty hyped, but also I think that you know Tatar might do well mm-hmm. with the extra burn that he gets because he's going to be like in their top six, right? Uh, and if he does well and he produces, which he has in the past, and they could just flip him, yeah, he's way better. Like the, the, he's they're going to they have to sell at this point, like at the deadline, they have to sell everybody, yeah, to go for that 
number one pick. I don't believe in doing that in the NHL, and I was pretty pro the Bruins doing it a few years ago, and I got talked into that's such a dicey game in the NHL because it's ask the Oilers. It's right. really hard to leave that, and like you can have the occasional season where you're like, okay, now they're on the up and up, and all it takes is one thing to go wrong, and but then you're back to at shit. the same time. I'd rather see a team that I root for do that and go for it and try to be as bad as possible mm-hmm. in one year and just try to get like a franchise changing player uh, with the top overall pick than to have no self awareness and try to compete and think that you're you can be competitive yeah. when you're clearly not. There is such a mess. I mean, people didn't like Shirelli in Boston, but holy smokes, look at what Bergman has done to the Canadians. Man, oh man. Yeah. So that's just us flexing our muscles, that's showing what kind of juice sports, we have when it comes which to sports. We should not be we should not be confident in our sports takes following last week's episode in which you claim that Nathan Peterman was good. You know what? I've got a uh, Nathan, he, Nathan Peterman heat check here. Well, I've got an admission on Nathan Peterman. Didn't watch him play. No. No, I've got an admission. I am ready to admit that it might be time for a change of scenery for Nathan <laughs> Peterman. <laughs> that was the take I arrived at yesterday. I think he needs, you know what? I'll, I'll, it takes a like, big man to admit it. I think he needs a change of scenery. Like, And by scenery, you mean career? Uh, no, I think the Bills <laughs> are the wrong team for Nathan Peterman. Oh, man. Uh, that is the quickest turnaround in brunch history. It was like no. a, like a four-day thing i know i'm still pro nathan peterman i think he needs a change of okay. scenery i think he needs to get out of buffalo we should do, we should do a new segment called like pulling receipts in which one of us has to confront a thing that we had said in the past okay uh so mine would just mainly be ice cream related right yeah but there no there's so many things that we could that we could do for you there's mm-hmm. so many things that you've come around on oh that i've point. like changed my mind yeah on? absolutely yeah it will I, it takes a big man to admit his mistakes, and I'm that big man, as Michael Scott once said. But uh, like, I think it's good to come around on things. Yeah, like I, I agree. in that moment, I didn't like ice cream, and right. that was that was good for me. And that was like you didn't get caught in a lie; you just have grown as a person. Yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't sneaking ice cream back <laughs> then. I'm sneaking ice cream now, which is why I look different. Uh, speaking of which. I'm about to get on that that Pete workout plan. Yeah, I know. I've gotten some requests for the uh, the make DJ wide again uh, wake wait uh, workout plan. Nice. How how is it? I haven't seen it yet. You haven't it's, seen it. It's yet, about to it, be revealed. It's it's, uh, it's coming. Hmm. It's gonna come today. Have you listened to the Paul McCartney playlist I sent you? I have not yet, but I'm going to. I uh, fretted over whether to go in chronological order or to shuffle it. And I was told, put it in chronological order and let him shuffle it if he wants, which is a good move. But at the end of Abbey Road, which was the last album the Beatles recorded, not the last album that, not the last Beatles album that came out, Let It Be came out after, but the last album the Beatles recorded, they knew they were like, we really don't like each other. So this is probably it. And the end of the album there's like a six song suite where they just kind of empty their tank and it's this great thing and a bunch of the songs run together and it's amazing so i put that on there the so if you shuffle it It that's gonna get all jumbled and you'll be like hey yeah just give me like through the bathroom window is a really weird song (laughs) it seems like it's maybe missing a bunch of other stuff yeah so just give me the uh the brackets on that and i'll listen to that in in order uh question 
do you want me to make you a mini playlist as well? Because I find when getting someone into an artist, that is... is them in? Yeah. My, no. like, my sister one time was like, hey, who's churches and who's all these people that you're talking about? Uh, can you make me some playlists of them? So I made her like a bunch of four song playlists because... That's not daunting. I the, the Paul McCartney playlist I made you is fifty songs long, and it's like an LP, right? And if people what an what? LP is that a longer one? What's the short one? EP, EP. is like four songs. Yeah, okay. LP is like ten to okay twelve so e- to a million EP. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like that, I made you a fifty song playlist, and people will look at that and be like, "Oh, how did you leave off this song?" You can't make playlists that are. A million yeah, songs no. long because no one will fucking. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll crack into it. I'm go- I mean I I I requested it. So yeah, I'm I'm going to listen to it before we we head off to ACL next month. Uh, one thing that you wanted to talk about was gender reveals. Yes, uh, you have an idea. Apparently, I have an idea. Yeah, I think that uh, you shouldn't have to have a kid to do gender reveals. Explain. Le- <laughs> just exactly that. Uh, I think that we're creative people and we could come up with some better gender reveals than are happening now. And gender reveals have now reached the point where it's just an excuse to do fucking ridiculous, ridiculous shit. Like the Did thing you, where the big the, ass... The baby that bu- burst out of the box or whatever yes, it was. Amazing. Uh, that was crazy. <laughs> would this be a problematic gender reveal? A piñata... And when the piñata breaks, a uh, baby in whatever colors falls out. <laughs> like babies of certain races? No. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, like yes. a, a piñata, like the piñata breaks and the baby falls out and then it's just like, like maybe bounces once or twice. It's just it's like, a doll, it's, obviously. Yeah, but it's like a ceramic doll, so it just shatters once it hits the ground. It shatters and then smoke of whatever <laughs> color no, it's blood. Comes it's out. like a blue or pink blood. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> and no, you should. We should do like a. We could also do one where you ever see the video of the like the ice cream cake that looks like a dog, and then they like they <laughs> then they like. They cut off like its head, and it just yeah. like yeah, it just like dissolves into ice cream. We could do that and just have like a oh ba- yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and we just have like a baby cake, and we chop its head off, and then the inside of the baby, whatever it is. Okay, nothing that looks like it's harming we're murdering your baby. Yeah, <laughs> nothing that makes it look li- like we're harming babies. Although, if well, someone we were to do a uh, a gender reveal. That looked like it was harming a baby. Wouldn't you rather it be people who aren't actually having a baby? Yes, that's true. It's a good point. My idea was that we should have uh, tender reveal parties. Yeah, in that which, was a bad idea, but it's a great idea. It's just a party in which uh, everybody gathers and they're, they're not sure why. And then at the end of it, we just reveal that hey, everybody gets chicken tenders. So you're kind of onto something there, where. It reveals something that sounds like gender reveal. So if it's just if you know that it's going to be chicken tenders, then uh, there's a kind of a point of diminishing returns there. But if you reveal somebody who's on a bender, or you r- reveal uh, somebody ripping a Fender guitar, <laughs> then there's some excitement there. Uh, a mender reveal party where. Uh, 
it's just like a guy with a tool belt, and he's like, oh, "Who do I got to fix?" fix? <laughs> uh, yeah, they should be able to handle that job. What if what, what if what if it's a, a mender reveal party, and it's just a fucking uh, it's just an intervention? Uh, yes. <laughs> You just, it's one person that it's just, hey, we got you a psychiatrist. We got you this help. Uh, speaking of which, I was with some bros the other day, and uh, we were talking about friends that we don't see as much anymore, and we were talking about how we can force them to hang out, and I was like, oh, interventions. Say that like one we're having an intervention for one of us, and then they'll have to show up. up. Way. And is... So you can't like you can't lie about having an intervention. So that was the question. No, you can't do that. That's it, problematic for sure. It, it's problematic, but it would be good news that it's not an intervention. Yeah, but that's like uh, that's just like a, hey, I have cancer. It's like the Michael Scott the one, like nine one one. I have is terminal cancer. Want to wanna hang out? You don't um, have interventions for cancer. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're forcing somebody to hang out with you because you're making Dude, them feel face bad. It, you're sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Uh, fuck. Uh, we have a Zac Efron heat check. Yes, we do. He that movie in which he does the weird beard thing is. Uh, there's finally a trailer for it. There's mm-hmm. a first look. He's apparently like not a huge part of that movie. It seems that's d- w- way more of a Matthew McConaughey movie. Ah, that's. Uh, is he? Is that the movie where the kid is going to be a gangster? No, that's uh, White Boy Rick, which okay. comes out this week, and it looks oh, really? amazing. Yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, this one's called The Beach Bum. Okay. And it's just basically Matthew McConaughey is a guy who does whatever the fuck he wants. Okay. And just like has really no direction in life, it seems. The Adventures of Moondog, a beach bum and lovable rogue who lives life on his own terms. So it's I love you, man, but they only follow Sydney Flavin. Yes, yes. Uh, the cast is the cast is pretty fucking awesome. It's uh, Zac Efron, Isla Fisher, I, 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 I whatever, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Jonah Hill. Okay, uh, so I'm very interested in this movie. And when is it Martin out? Lawrence is also in it, and nice. Jimmy Buffett. Haven't heard from Martin Lawrence in a I minute. I know he looks he looks a little uh, a little fluffy. Oh really? For being honest, but uh, yeah, this movie looks. It He's looks got like that uh, Jeffrey Owens Trader Joe's look. <laughs> yes. Oh, we never talked about that, but how? What a fucked up situation that entire thing was. I was so mad because a, I love Jeffrey Owens. B, that it's so upsetting that oh, the person who put that out there and Huge all the outlets that published it had to fucking know they're about to get crushed. Yeah. And he was and like. In today's day and age of you're not allowed to do anything mean or anything that someone might think could possibly mean, yeah. you definitely can't do That's anything sure that mean. is obviously yes. mean. Like, there's no debate there that, that shaming somebody for fucking working is totally unacceptable. Even a thousand years ago, people would be like, hey, fuck That's you. That's he has mean. a job. Right. Yeah, it was that, that entire thing was basically just like, hey, look at this guy who used to be an actor. He has a lo- well. He he's still like an a- actor. Well, yeah. Well, uh, well, look at this struggling actor who yeah. also has a second job. Ew, gross. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, I'm just working." Yes. It was uh, like the saddest thing ever. Stop being fucking mean to that guy. 
I mean, a lot of bands that we listen to, uh, a lot of actors that we like have side jobs just right. because you don't hear about it. And it's not a lot of people, I'm sure, are willing to broadcast it, which is why a lot of actors came out. Uh, Stacey Oristano from Friday Night Lights was like, hey, here's how I spent my summer. And right. she was talking about how she was like a camp counselor and shit like that. What do you th- do? Do you think that just because it's like you you, you were in, in shit, one you thing, get like you're rich royalty forever? checks yes. for ever, and especially, I mean, it's not like like Cosby Show's syndication uh, it's is, not, it's is not on the up right now. <laughs> right now, which is very upsetting, and we can get into that conversation any times of any time of whether you can still watch the Cosby Show. My answer is. Yes, because a lot of people like Jeffrey Owens, like Felicia Rashad, like Malcolm Jamal Warner, Tempest Bledsoe, so many, so many great actors were in it that obviously you don't want to support one monster, but like, look at all these other people who did such a great job. And it upset me because Jeffrey Owens, if you've seen him in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is more than willing to make fun of the fact that hey, uh, I'm not exactly in shit anymore where he plays uh, Donovan McNabb. And (laughs) they're like, that's not Donovan McNabb. That's Alvin from The Cosby Show. (laughs) And then he has to run away. One of the the best self-aware cameos maybe in the history of anything. Side note, I don't know what people's reactions uh, were to the new episode of It's Always Sunny, but it was fucking terrible. It was really bad. Did you watch it? Uh, no. It was bad. I don't know if people liked it or what. Is that, that I, I haven't I haven't seen it, but I, I like feel like I've only seen good things. Like people are dick riding. Uh, Weird. Always sunny at this point. It was yeah. It was really really bad. Um, Mindy Kaling was in the whole episode. It's rare that I don't love something that Mindy Kaling does. I more or less stan her, but it was bad. Uh, yeah. But the whole Jeffrey Owens thing, very, very upsetting. I also thought that it was weird that Nicki Minaj was like, hey, I'm going to give him $25,000. Yeah, he, if you saw his Good Morning America thing, he was like, uh, no, thank you. Don't oh, cool. need the the charity. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that's, I feel like that's anybody, any like res, like self-respecting person would just be like, I don't want this. Right. And he like says, I never got the impression that he wanted any charity through any of this. Right. He was and, just like, hey, I'm I'm working. And it's I'm trying not to like, earn myself a living. And like, while it's cool that he's working at Trader Joe's and working, doing whatever he can for his family, he's like, I don't worry about how that guy's gonna do. He's super bright. He's, uh, I think that he teaches Shakespeare at a college. So like, he's. It's not like he's fucking. Dying, yeah, it's you know, not like he's dying or living on the streets or right. like trying to overcome like an addiction that's kind right. of crippling his life. He seems like he has it together. <laughs> he has two jobs, right? <laughs> and so he was like, "Yeah, I obviously would love auditions. Yeah, I don't want things just handed to me." Although he did accept uh, Tyler Perry's uh, job offer, he's going to be in ten episodes of one of Tyler Perry's right, shows. But, that, but that's a fucking that's an job right that's that's, not, that's something that he wants to do that's not like a kickstarter for <laughs> yeah. a, hey Nicki minaj is just like here take this check you poor poor man right that Which i is... mean like it's it's 
like a kind-hearted gesture, I guess, on Nicki Minaj's part. Like, her, I bet her heart was in the right place. Yeah. But it's just like it's it's insulting to offer charity to somebody who really doesn't need it or want it. Right. I mean, and if I had a shitload of money like Nicki Minaj does, and money that I could just give away, I, like an actor that I really like who isn't doing so great would not be in the top one million. Yeah. Like, I love Jeffrey Owens. And if I had some money to burn, I'd be like, what's hot with ALS research? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what can we do about Alzheimer's? Shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeffrey Owens, if... I feel like we've not... I don't know how big the brunch fan, Cosby Show fan crossover is, but... I'm obsessed with Cosby Show. Grew up on it. Loved it so much. Uh, have that goddamn guitar painted like a Cosby sweater that I can never show anybody because turns out that Cosby guy was an asshole. But allegedly, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a problem. What is it? That uh, by 35, 66 percent of men lose their hair. It's gone. You don't know where it is. And there's nobody on the case. Oh, wait. Someone is on the case. Hims is. And by the time you notice hair loss, it's too late. Hims is on the case, though. So if your hairline's starting to go away, don't worry. We got Hims on the case. A year from now, if it looks, if your hair looks bad, you'll be mad. But if a year from now, Hims has done its thing, then you'll be happy. So, go to ForHims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual, sexual wellness for men. Problematic. Uh, imagine, yes, very problematic. <laughs> imagine having sexual wellness. Hey, selfish lover much? It says to speak from experience here, but we can't. Don't know anything about sexual wellness. So, I'm here to motivate you, the audience. Uh, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. So... Let for him's take care of it. So easy. Answer Even a few a dog quick questions. Do Doctor will review and can prescribe you. And if you want them shipped to you, they can ship them directly to your door. Oh, right. You, oh, you go to your door. They bring the doctor to your door. There is going to be him at your door. So. I, I just like to I'm going to call that. you the audience to action. My listeners, Pete's as well, get a trial month of for him for just $5 today right now while Ooh. supplies last. See website for details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Not the doctor that's going to be at your door. It's going to be less that way. So go to hims Go to forhims.com slash brunch. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash B-R-U-N-C-H forhims.com slash brunch. No snake oil. Also, hurry up and order now because there are just a bunch of doctors in a warehouse waiting to be shipped to your door. For hims, it's sexual. Oh, speaking of which, should we voice the tweet that I didn't know whether or not I could send? Uh, when Mac Miller died... I wanted to know whether or not I could tweet, Jesus, people, leave Ariana Grande alone. Let her have her day in court like everybody else. <laughs> oh, man. I Like, we've decided recently that we, like, we're going, we're going in on the death thing. Uh, like, w when Burt Reynolds died, we were like, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, who is now dead, and with mm. a picture of Turd Ferguson. Uh, that, that, that was, yeah. 
Like I, the joke is obviously that like death isn't funny, but let's see if maybe it can be. Yeah. We're obviously not mocking the person who's dead. Right. We're not making fun of the person who's dead. You shouldn't have to even explain no, it. No, definitely not. But like but even I mean I was not gonna touch the Mac Miller thing. Like that was very, very sad. Yeah. And uh, not that like the Burt Reynolds death isn't sad, but it's not quite as tragic as somebody dying at age twenty six. Right. I'm I'm more into making fun of the idea that people Are react like, to Mac Miller dying and being like, huh? Let's explore the Ariana Grande angle. I mean, that whole thing is so like so she's got to go to his fucking wake and funeral, you assholes. Yeah. And no <laughs> shit. And it's also like. Like, I've been shook. I was shook by the Mac Miller death. Mm -hmm. I've been shook by a lot of deaths of people that, like, are sort of at arm's length. Not that Mac Miller was at arm's length or anything, but, like, people that I know and have interacted with, but, like, not necessarily, like, good friends with or something. But when when you find out that somebody that you've interacted with or had, like, a few times with has died at a young age. Did from, you like, interact a, with Mac Miller? No. Okay. But I, I'm just saying like, that's oh. what I was saying. But like, yeah. even if you have like a friend of a friend who dies, yeah. that sort of like shakes you to your core when they die at age 26. Yeah. So for like Ariana Grande, for a person that she was very, very close with, uh, dated for, I think like three or four years mm-hmm. to have that person die at age 26 at like such a young age in such a tragic way. That has got to be like the most fucking difficult thing to cope with in the world. Especially when it was a lover and you're going to marry the person that's in the next relationship. Right. And it was like a very quick transition. Right. That's... It is a very weird situation. Like there's... That is such a difficult thing to cope with, I would assume, especially like for Ariana Grande, because like obviously you're very, very sad about Mac Miller. Obviously, like you loved Mac Miller. Yeah. But you are now dating somebody else who like also has sort of like his issues. So that's got to be like a very sensitive thing to navigate that should do it for the death talk nope let's talk about uh peppermint a movie that is well that was terrible and amazing and all these things uh what did you think of the movie uh i thought it was a bad movie Mm -hmm. but it it did keep my attention yes it was somewhat entertaining uh sort of a i wouldn't say hate watch but it was hilariously bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, amusingly, amusingly sort of cliche and uh, like just there's things that you can laugh at, but also like enjoy at the same time. Here is the perfect description of the movie, and I tweeted something similar to it, but I've refined it. It's law-abiding citizen, and halfway through it, it realizes how absurd its dialogue is, and says. All right, so then I might as well just be John Wick now. And the first half of the movie is exactly Law Abiding Citizen. The second half of the movie is exactly John Wick. And that's kind of it. And it's terrible. I liked I liked so many things about how bad it was. So. <laughs> uh it was it was also uh you say law abiding citizen, I say um Death Wish. Yeah, it's you're right. It's, it's the exact same fucking plot. Yeah. Like, in that the person comes out of the coma it's just like or a, whatever. Yeah, it's just like, like a fucking revenge porn movie. 
and I, I think that we've we've talked about this before, but like it even touches on the same fucking things and has like the exact same scenes as uh, the new Death Wish movie, where they're like, "Hey, social media is talking about how this person." Oh. That was the that was I think that was maybe the worst scene in this that movie. was one of the more absurd things. A uh, news outlet is reporting that people that anonymous Twitter users yeah. are uh, speculating some shit. And like, like the, the world, <laughs> the world will hopefully will never reach that point where the news is. So some fucking person I don't know tweeted this. I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know what you guys think about that or if you want to take this seriously. But a person is saying this, so that's what people are going to think now. We're just the news. We only inform what people think. Let's throw random uh, tweets on here. Uh, but yeah, it was the worst uh, dialogue of. It was so any bad. movie I've ever seen, and it was uh, it was so bad, and also, uh, I'm gonna stand by this a little bit racist. There was there was stuff coming out. There were bef- a lot of stereotypes. Yes, yeah. and it was uh, like this seemed like a movie that was written about the about the Mexican cartel mm-hmm. that was written written by a white person that just only went based off of like Mexican stereotypes. Oh my god! Well, the depiction of a lot of the scenes with uh, these gangsters were so uh like f- a fucking fourth grader wrote it after what? seeing Scarface <laughs> yes. and there there's a scene early in the movie where so it's uh, Jennifer Garner has had a uh husband and a daughter and the husband is uh led into this or is told about uh, a, a scheme, job. yeah, a little scheme he can be involved in that's very safe. All he has to, he's told, all he has to do is drive. It's this easy plan. It's fine, and they'll make a lot of money. the The scheme is They're two people who are not criminals are going to rob the baddest fucking gangster in all of the land, who has thousands and thousands of people working underneath him. And all the guy has got to do is drive. Easy peasy. What could go wrong? Uh, cut to. I wish I wish they went into depth into what that fucking plan was. <laughs> right. How they were going to do that. Right. Uh, well, so cut to that guy in a chair, surrounded by all the people he's planning to rob, with the head guy saying, "Of course, you thought you were gonna rob me. You thought that you you thought you were gonna get away with it, huh?" You just thought you could rob me? Oh, yeah? Well, I'm not going to let you rob me. You're not going to get away with it. See, that, the movie would have been better if the guy was actually like that. It had like a little flamboyancy to him. Yeah. He was just like the most average, stereotypical, like, ooh, I'm a tough guy. I'm, it's I'm the play, it's the, uh, the play in Arrested Development. Have you seen that? The uh, the trial of Captain Hook? No. <laughs> they, uh, they, they often show uh flashback to when michael was in a play called the i think it was called the trial of captain hook and it's a musical about them catching captain hook and putting him on trial and they always play this one song that it's his solo it's you're a crook captain hook judge won't you throw the book at the pot and then it gets cut off uh, that's what it is. It's like okay. a bad kids play that doesn't exist. So after this like 41 minute scene of this bad guy saying, you're not going to rob me. They kill that guy and then they kill the 
other guy, Jennifer Garner's husband, Jennifer Garner's who, husband, by the way, didn't actually agree to do the plan. Right. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, this is seems like a very dumb plan. You yeah. fucking idiots. He was just told about it. And right. then they and then they kill them both. So Jennifer Garner pissed about that. They, uh, as as happens in Law Abiding Citizen, no one saw nothing. Everybody gets away with it. Uh, everybody's corrupt. And then Jennifer Garner actually did see it happen, which is ridiculous because she was about 60 feet away and she was able to identify three or four people in the car uh, from like the, the the gang. Right. But uh, I did laugh out loud at the uh, identification scene where they brought in all the guys in a lineup and she had to pick them out of the lineup and. Uh, it was just the guy with the face tattoo in every lineup. Yes. <laughs> it was yeah. just like a bunch of, of Mexican guys, and she she just picked out the one with the face tattoo in every situation. Yes. Uh, so they all get away with it, and then she starts killing everybody like he does in Law Abiding Citizen. Yet they don't show – they show a lot of these deaths – they don't show the one death that you really want to see, which is uh, the lawyer comes to visit her and tries to pay her off, and she says no. She says, get out of my house, and then when they're having a hearing to see if it can go to trial, they're like, oh, nope, nothing, can't go to trial, nope, there's there's insufficient evidence, blah, blah, and she's like, hey, that fucking guy came to see me and tried to pay me off. And they're like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, the fucking, the courtroom scene was ridiculous. Yeah. It was insane. They end up tasing her at the end. Yeah. It, which I thought was hilarious. Right. They're like, Look, relax, you fucking crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this lady just had her fucking family right. murdered, and she got a little emotional in court when they let all the guys go free. Yep. And they were like, hey, lady, what the fuck is wrong with you? Which leads uh, us to a great John Gallagher Jr. line, which is exactly what you just said. Like, hey, everybody, back off. She just saw her fucking family get <laughs> murdered, and then we all just let everybody uh, leave. And everyone in the courtroom's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, were, we were here. Uh, John Gallagher Jr., by the way, does the Henry Cavill facial hair oh, and yes. shows us it can look bad. I don't know. I thought it was okay. Uh, so John Gallagher Jr., they do have do use one great device with John Gallagher Jr. He's a cop, and he's kind of there the whole way. So he's part of... Uh, when they arrest these guys and he's part of they do a five years later thing when she's coming back and killing everybody i like that they made him like a lot more disheveled yes five years later so here's what's cool uh john gallagher jr plays a dirty cop he's dirty the whole time it's a twist and and when they do the five years later thing they show him pouring uh booze in his coffee so you think, man, he's really depressed. This this he's ate really him bent up. out of shape. Right. Yeah. This ate him up that uh, they didn't take down these people. And he's told, like, hey, don't fuck with the cartel, man. Yeah. Like, this isn't worth it. Just, just really don't double down here. So cut to five years later. He's drinking. That it's just sense. because he's an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also... It's and also like- and also probably like is like probably a shitty person who has to deal with like that. The fact that every he's day. bad. Yeah. Yes. So he's a I dirty. thought that was okay. Right. Do you so know what that guy's from? Everything. He's from the Belko experiment. Yeah. He's I was from. Say, I was but say he's mainly knew. from the newsroom. 
I, I didn't watch the newsroom, but I, I was going to see if you knew that he was from the Belko Experiment. Oh, yeah. He's the main guy in yeah, Belko I know, Experiment. That's what I'm saying. He, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Is, uh, John Gallagher Jr. He's in. He's in a Pretty few other name. things. Yeah. Um, so he does the Henry Cavill facial hair. They use alcoholism almost as a red herring. Pretty cool move on their part. Um, <laughs> One thing that I noticed in this movie, they use the term get dead a lot. They also you they call her a bitch. Oh, all the time. so much! All they do the is head, call her the a head bitch. cartel guy. Like the worst thing that he does in this movie is just call her a bitch a lot, and yeah. then also cut a guy's head off. Yes, uh, they like they're like you bitch. So I don't use that word, but she's not being a bitch. No, <laughs> like she's just being an inconvenience, sa- right? Like. You killed all the people in her life and then didn't pay for it. They even used the Spanish term for bitch. What? Puto. Isn't that isn't that bitch? I've no. I don't I don't know. Okay. I thought I, that it was. Uh how do you how do you say bitch in uh, uh maybe Pera. Oh no, no, yeah, because pero is dog. Yeah. So pera is uh yeah, I, I don't think that they say that a lot. I think that that bitch. Uh, no, I think that, that in Spanish Mexico people are it is more used for cowards and traitors. Uh, what puto? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I I know that I didn't, but I didn't think that it was uh, that it was. Bitch. All right, we'll get that out. Yeah, they, no, they're they're progressive. They don't yes. they don't say that word. Um, so yeah, but they 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 show all these deaths, like she kills the judge and all this stuff, but they don't show her kill that that fucking lawyer yeah that's true did they did they say that, the, that they she say him? yeah they say okay. that she killed him yeah but they, they just they kind like of gloss skip, over yeah, it yeah they skip like a few deaths um but yeah i mean like it felt weird because she was super aggressive in her like murders of a bunch of these people like the judge one yeah felt a little aggressive yes she blew him up in his living room mm-hmm. um and it seemed like she just like really jumped to conclusions there well, like, that's what that's what law-abiding citizen does too. Like, yeah, like, like they uh, the rationale is out the window. Like, she, yeah, like she's she becomes le- a bad guy. Yeah, but at least in law-abiding citizen, like they they recognize that Gerard Butler is becoming a psychopath. Right. Like she's made out to be the good person throughout this entire. Well, there's thing. The, there's a real debate on social media as the <laughs> news reports. Whether like she's she's a vigilante is but is it a is she is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Uh, uh, one of the things that I also laughed about was that um, she like infiltrates one of their headquarters, which is a a shop that they're running, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's like you know the cartel owns like these these yeah, storefronts from, yeah. and, to to launder their money and mm-hmm. stuff like that and hold their operations out of. So what what should they make that be uh, for this movie? A like it, it, could shop. Be, it could be anything, but since it was, this was written by definitely a white person who has no idea, uh, <laughs> like and just can only go by Mexican stereotypes. Yeah, they made it a pinata shop. Yes, <laughs> they. Uh, yeah, the news is like uh, a woman has uh, burned down a pinata shop and also a taqueria. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like if you wanted to maybe steer clear of being accused of, uh, you know, being insensitive and sort of racist. Yeah, probably not the two uh, stores that you want to go with here. Do you know what this movie has some tinges of? Uh, I'm realizing uh, fucking three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. How so? 
where like she's not a good guy. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's there's well s- similar to Law Abiding Citizen, where she's just also because... not a good character. <laughs> like, oh no, well that the, well at I... least in at least in Three Billboards, she was like a, a good depth, depth ca- yeah. deep character. Yeah. Um, but there's uh once it does cross over into being John Wick, there are some bangers of lines. Specifically two. One, she sees a bad alcoholic father mistreating her son. Uh, Which is also sort of a dick move. She sees like an alcoholic father like fall asleep on his son and then just like deliver like one sort of asshole line to the kid. And she sticks a gun down his throat. Right. She puts a gun down his throat, takes his ID, uh, memorizes where he lives. And she's like, so you're going to stop drinking, right? You're going to be a good father. You're going to go buy him some toys. And he's like, yes, yes. And she goes, okay, I will never, ever forget you. And she (laughs) says it like a, like a parent. And that's hilarious. That got a laugh in the movie theater. Uh, The other, I hope this one is the one that I'm thinking of. Of course. It's, uh, there's a terrible mom that is, oh, really? Yeah. So there's a terrible mom that is really mean to her daughter and she late in the movie goes to that mom's house because she needs it she needs uh the phone for something first aid or, oh yeah right that's it yeah she needs first aid uh she ties up the 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 asshole mom and as she's walking out she says now i'm going to burn down your house with you in it and the mom is like screaming Which at that point in the movie i was like Holy fuck, right. they are really steering into her being like a fucking psychopath. Right. And then like under her breath, she's like, I'm just kidding. And yeah, walks out kind of as the mom is like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. So fucked up, but yeah. hilarious. But very funny. The one line that I was thinking of was when she goes through the pinata store, kills everybody using a shotgun in close quarters, which if anybody has played Call of Duty, pretty fucking cowardly cheap move. <laughs> cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're cheating there. Uh, so she goes through all the guys and gets to the head guy that she wants at the pinata store and she's like hey you're not busy are you can i have a second of your time oh yeah i thought that was pretty funny classic classic <laughs> uh and then she kills him and says clean up on aisle pinata <laughs> bath time shithead <laughs> bath time shithead we should uh just we should be able to toss that on to every movie scene like every time someone kills someone bath time shithead uh uh, random dose of Method Man in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Method Man is nowhere. a late addition. They really the the reinforcements in this movie is very interesting. Once yeah. they turn it to into being uh, John Wick, they're like, "Hey, who's a musician that we can throw in here that so, who sometimes acts a la Common? How about Method Man? You know who? Uh, you know Method Man in this movie is, or Method Man is to this movie what uh, Jin Yang is to the happy time murders in in it for one second yeah and, and like cop. is a cop and is just like oh i, I know that guy and then that's yeah. it the good news is uh the movie for sure sets up a sequel which given that it's this is a 13 percent on rotten i'm going to ask you what you thought it was yeah. on rotten tomatoes i would give it significantly more than like a 13 it was it, it is bad. Thoroughly a bad movie. I would say I've seen I've seen way worse movies like in this sort of uh genre. Honestly, it's the first half that makes it bad. If because you can't tell in the first half uh whether or not like, it's aware of how bad it yeah. is. The well, second half it totally knows how bad it is I don't and it's think hilarious. So either. 
I don't, oh, really? I, I don't think the second half. I think that they just like sort of fucked up so much on the second half that it happened to be funny and look like they steered into it. I don't know if that was intentional at all. This movie seemed like it just thoroughly took itself very, very seriously. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there's enough. It's maybe, or maybe I got used to how ridiculous it yeah. was in the second half. But yeah, it this was entire a, movie felt like it was like a bunch of uh, like it was generated by a racist computer <laughs> that just like <laughs> just it just put all these uh, all these like gangster revenge movies into a formula and have this racist computer spew out a script for uh, just like a very generic one starring a woman. And they're like nailed it. Really bad movie. Uh, uh, very, very, very bad. I would think I would give it like, uh, like at least double what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. So like a twenty six to a twenty eight. I don't know. See, because twenty six to twenty eight isn't as intriguing. If you see it as thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you're like, this has to be horrible. But I would reserve that. Like that low of a ranking for a movie that I would never fucking want to see again. So that's so I'm more intrigued by a movie in its teens on Rotten Tomatoes than a movie in its 20s to 40s. I don't know. Like for me, if I see a movie that's anywhere 55, I'm like, ooh, Roman J. Israel Esquire, (laughs) I'll see this. But like anywhere close to single digits, yeah, which 13 is, yeah. that's like, ooh, I got to avoid that movie at all costs. Oh, I disagree. Disagree. <laughs> Hard disagree. There's would you watch this movie again? No. I would, I would for sure watch this movie but again. But the low rank, uh, it, it, that's actually true. I don't know why I said no, because I wrote down as I was watching it, I will, I will for sure watch this again. Because it is, it is, again, it is entertaining and just like so bad at points that it's, it's entertain more entertaining and like it's in the category of so bad that it's actually maybe good so i i would say seven to 15 is a that's the sneaky good range of sneaky like underrated rotten tomatoes <laughs> no not on not underrated that's seven to 15 is the uh so let's say 85 to 100 is the you gotta see it range mm-hmm. then it gets to like pretty good okay not very good then close to the bottom in 7 to 15 that's a bonus you gotta see it range <laughs> that's a for different reasons you gotta see it so i would recommend seeing this movie it's awful but i think that you can laugh along with it and i've kind of been itching for good movies of late because Obviously, the the late summer is not a great time because it's between the bad blockbuster movies and the uh, and like the Oscar season. Yeah, I th- speaking I mean, of which, uh, congratulations to John Legend. Uh, he egotted. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh, congratulations to him. Yes. What's his Oscar for? Uh oh. Uh, I for- he played uh, the song. He played the song at the Oscars. I forget what movie it was from. But that doesn't mean he won an Oscar. But he, he won an Oscar for that song. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's it from? What's it from? What's it from? Uh, was it called Glory? Uh, John Legend. Was that uh, Selma? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. Selma. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Good for Which him. Which I saw, but I don't remember that that song. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this movie would not recommend unless you know what you're getting into. And I feel like we got right, what we were getting into. Right, that was the big into. thing. Yeah. Uh it took me a while to realize what I was getting into, which is not a surprise considering I saw 
all of the first John Wick without understanding what it was. But as long as you get the joke, even if the movie doesn't get the joke, it's a fun, right? It's and a fun it, movie, and it is exactly what it uh, advertises itself to be in the trailers, which is not a good movie, mm-hmm. a very cliche, very stereotypical uh, revenge movie. But it just stars a woman this time. Yes, and a big reaction has been uh, Jennifer Garner is is the wrong woman for the role. I don't. That's think what makes so. it good. I don't. I mean, like, like it was it was weird to watch her in that sort of role. But I don't yeah. think that she was necessarily like awful or bad or anything. It's just like so. Here's the thing: like a lot of these movies should tell us you don't need a. A, a person who fights to be a jacked person, you know? It's, I mean, it's so also- I don't know if it's like body type or the types of characters that she usually plays or what, but I mean, if you're making a movie about somebody who goes from a mild mannered life to disappearance to you coming need, back, like, yeah, all- but you need, you need somebody like Jennifer Garner, like, right? You, because like, the, the first fact part. that she's the worst, the fact that she's like the, the, the last person wrong, suspect, wrong yeah. woman for the role is what is the point of this movie. It's right. a woman who had like a normal average life beforehand and then turned into this like killing machine. Right. Exactly. So if you want to see it, see it. I'm sorry that we've spoiled that spoiled that uh, John Gallagher Jr. is the bad guy, but it's kind of cool. I don't think he's ever played a bad guy before. He's played a uh, bad show, which was the newsroom, because that show got and terrible. A very bad movie. As the time went on, uh, got to throw in uh, another quick uh, sports thing. Jess Mendoza, uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Everyone hates her. Yep. Everyone thinks that she only has her job because she's a woman. I can't speak to that because I don't really care about baseball or baseball coverage. She's not but good. Everyone is furious because she referred to Fenway Park as a stadium. stadium. Hey, guess what, dummies? Fenway Park's a stadium, you idiots. Is it? Yes. How does it how's, how do you how do you find that? How, it's a stadium. It's a baseball stadium. Yeah, I get. Yeah. But everyone immediately jumped to the, oh, you called it stadium. She didn't call it Fenway Stadium. She <laughs> said it's a stadium. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it so, does feel weird to hear it referred to as a stadium. Like I've never, I've I, never even. Like, I'm thought sure of I've it referred to it as a stadium. Like if you've gone to Fenway Park for a concert, it's a stadium. I feel show. like it's weird when you refer, refer to like enclosed arenas as stadiums, like a like a but hockey, it's not like the TD Garden, right? Like, so, but that's an arena. That's right, not a stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's if it's a big place where people play outdoor sports, it's a stadium. I've never heard anybody. Well, Fenway, Par- Fenway Park is not a big place, right? So that was so I got in a small argument with somebody. They were like, "Well, is it big enough to be called a stadium? Then what else would it be if it's not a stadium? It's not just a park." So uh, get <laughs> off park. her back for that. Uh, although she did say it when making a really stupid point, which was that there's not a bad seat in Fenway Park. That is an awful, which awful is, take. There's like 17 good seats in Fenway. There's <laughs> right. Uh, there's there's like not a bad seat at TD Garden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like that is that's because there are no poles in your face. <laughs> like right. there are so many bad seats at Fenway. A lot of people were at TD Garden this weekend because Drake Drizzy was there. Yes. And on Saturday, he brought out Meek Mill, which is crazy, but also not that crazy because I think that Meek Mill probably spends a lot of his time in Boston now because he's best friends with Robert Kraft. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, but the Patriots game? uh, I don't know. 
but probably i i think like it's more weird that they just like buried the hatchet on stage so randomly not weird at all you think that so this is my well point no you, well drake, drake can't be an asshole the, to meek mill now right. drake obviously is the last person drake does not want to be the last person that's mean to meek mill i know no i get that but i think it's more weird that it happened here in boston and on stage at a show right like couldn't, i would have waited for philly i would have expected that they would to bury the hatchet like on like a public like more of a public sort of forum at like at like an award show or something like that I think that it's cool though that that's why I don't think I mean like I don't think it's not cool. Yeah, I just, I'm surpri- I was surprised that it happened here and in the way that it happened. But I, I like that it happened in an unexpected way because that's the magic of concerts. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, some days you just like go when to a Nas show. brought out DMX like yeah. a year ago in Boston. When Hilarious. Stevie Wonder took 40 minutes to announce the death of John Lennon. You don't. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. oh, where's he going? Where's he going? What's he gonna say? So I'll know what he said. Oh, Lennon's dead. Did Guys, I, uh, don't tweet about it. Don't joke. <laughs> did I uh, tell you about my idea for the Peppermint sequel? No. It is uh, Jennifer Garner uh, having to drive Ben Affleck to the drive-thru after he's had way too many peppermint schnapps. Ah, I don't get that. Because Ben Affleck's an alcoholic and <laughs> it's peppermint. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in rehab now. Really? Yeah, and Jennifer Garner had to drive him to the drive-thru. She like she took him to rehab like a couple weeks ago, and like on the way there, he was a complete mess, and they had to stop at Jack in the Box to get him some food because he was just like losing it. Oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah, and that was my joke about. I'm it. not shaming you for that. <laughs> no, I'm just realizing that, and that's he looked fucking terrible. How did I not know this? I don't know, man. Look it up. 